My name is Bobby. I'm a paramedic with 27 years of experience in EMS and fire. And my name is Jason, and I'm a retired paramedic with 20 years experience in EMS and fire. And together we're paramedics unscripted. On this show, everything is on the table. We'll talk about burnout in the business, calling 911 for non-emergency reasons, Holly Pharmacy, frequent flyers, the current housing market, the financial system, BS doctor office visits, or anything else we want to, all from a paramedic's point of view. And why? Because we're paramedics unscripted. Welcome back into Paramedics Unscripted. My name is Jason, and we're here with Quad 2. That's Season 2, Episode 2 in 22. Bobby, I'm here with my co-host, Bobby. Bobby, how you doing, brother? Hey. Hey, fellas. How you doing? <laughs> so, what, so what's going on, man? Man, man, this coffee is good. Oh, is, this your, sorry, is, huh? is, this your, is this a new sponsor? No, this is, uh, this is just me. <laughs> no, it's not, it's, it's not our Nespresso sponsor again? No, I'm five. I'm five cups deep. Are you really? Yeah, I'm taking it to the base. Damn, you might, you, you might, know. you might be an addict. You know what I'm saying? I think we're past that point, brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's awesome. <laughs> that, that's spoken like that's spoken like a true EMS professional, right there. You know? Yeah. It's, it's just a bottomless cup, dude. Yeah, plus, I'm drinking. I'm, I'm drinking out of the new Paramedics unscripted cup. Yeah, and there are still a few of those Which remaining. Which holds more? Yeah, 15 ounces, man. It's, it's like, not one of those wussy cups. You know, it's like it's like this cup was made just for me. I know. I hate, I cannot. I can't. I hate like um. I hate the like twelve ounce cup mugs, or whatever. I can't stand those because I like drinking like a big cup of coffee. You know, and I, yeah, I, man. I don't want to because I don't want to get up and refill it and stuff. Where I'm because I work from home and stuff like that. So getting up and having to do that just gets annoying. So I'm like, give me a big cup. I'm gonna drink all the shit anyway. You know what I mean? So, right, man. Yeah. Plus, I, I mean, uh, as far as like uh. One of the things that my wife and I have been kind of getting away from or trying to uh, lately is uh, using as much, you know, getting away from the convenience of using a Keurig all the time. You know, plus you're putting so much plastic out in the environment, even though you try to recycle it, you know, it, a lot of it winds up, you know, in other places like the ocean and whatnot. But, yeah, uh, you know, going back to like, you know, how we used to make coffee all the time was either drip or, you know, like I use the French press a lot. It's my favorite way to make coffee. So I've been doing that a lot lately. And, uh yeah, but we, uh, we we started doing the thing. I think we talked about this on another episode, but we started doing the thing where we uh, refill our an espresso pods. So you can, yeah yeah the, 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 basically like a they have like a sticker system. You put it out, you clean out an old pod, rip the top off, right, it off, and then put a new sticker on it and seals it, and you make put put whatever you want in there. Um, so obviously right. you're you're reusing the seals because those have to be thrown away each time because they have holes in them. But it's better than you know you're actually reusing those pods every time you know as opposed to having to right. recycle them all the time so we're doing that a little bit we do about half and half with that plus plus espresso pods are like ridiculously expensive in, in comparison well, to like keurig pods i apologize but I sound like my nose is all plugged up or i'm holding my nose because i'm dealing with the uh the new variant it's called the decepticon <laughs> hence the beginning uh decept <laughs> yeah 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 and funny no. funny how uh funny how uh in my prediction this is just jason speaking in my prediction the uh new variant will all, all of a sudden go away as the flu season ends <laughs> no, you're probably right yeah i've got the I'm, I'm dealing with the decepticon uh variant because you know uh, it's not what i fucking have yeah. but uh <laughs> yeah no, and, uh, and did you notice if you did get the new variant that uh all of a sudden the old variant does not exist anymore also hilarious you know? Oh, it's kind of funny how a new variant comes that cancels all the other ones out. It's yeah. like because there's actually no way to test for any of the variants. Right, right. Or if there is, 
show me because yes. they have in the medical field that I haven't seen them. Yeah. You know, can you test for, you know, the the Rona? Yes. You know, but uh, I have yet to see how you can test for any of these variants. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Get off that. But yeah, I gotcha. That's that's a whole other rabbit hole that we've been down too many times. It is endless. <laughs> yeah, endless, endless entertainment is what I call it. Oh yeah, but no. Uh, I got I got I got My wife and I went. Uh, we just got back from Kentucky, from uh, Louisville. Nice. The or to people that have been there that also like bourbon, you know, the bourbon trail is there, and which was fantastic. We. Uh, a buddy of ours, it was his 40th birthday. His wife had, uh, it was a sweetheart, by the way. She's awesome. Um, give a shout out to Mary. Um, What's up? Mary put, Mary put uh, um, her husband's birthday, her 40, his 40th birthday party, surprise. Like, he didn't know anybody was going to be there until we all met up at the Airbnb in, in Louisville. And um, uh, so he was freaking surprised but um she had this put together for like the past six months and kept it quiet for that long and you know but so it was uh you know kudos to her man because she did a fantastic job and we got this it was kind of awesome because we got this it's like mcmansion airbnb that looked straight out of freaking um scarface like tony montana's house <laughs> i mean but it was just like rooms that would go on forever, spiral staircase, you know, two-tiered deck right off the Ohio River. It was just, it was nuts. Nice. But, um, but yeah, it was, uh, he was surprised. It was awesome. It was a great time, a great bunch of people. And um, the Bourbon Trail was awesome. I mean, uh, Kentucky is beautiful. And, um, yeah, man, it was a good time. That's cool. Which, uh, yeah, I mean, if you, especially if you're a, per, if you're a person that, that, uh, if you're a bourbon lover, you know, that's definitely the place to go to because uh, you've got, I mean, you've got everything from like Maker's Mark to Buffalo Trace to Bullet to uh, Jim Beam, which a lot of people don't realize Jim Beam like supplies 51% of the bourbon to the whole entire planet. I think it's 51%. I mean, wow. if, if, I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, correct me, you know, all, the, all you fact checkers out there. But I'm pretty sure that's what, what it was. Because people don't realize that Jim Beam also owns a lot of other labels. Yeah. Um, but, and, you know, shout out to Jim Beam. But, I mean, even, like, some of the, like, uh, really um, just kind of craft bourbons that a lot of people don't hear of too much. Like, a big one, which I hadn't had that much of an experience with, but it's a great distillery if you're in Kentucky to go to. It's called Rabbit Hole. You know, they've got, you know, great bourbons and ryes, and so it's definitely something to check out. Now, is that why he went there? Is that why that party was scheduled there for him? Well, yeah, he's a big... Uh, like, he's a big he's bourbon a big, guy? He's a big, yeah, big bourbon connoisseur, and, um, I mean, you can't... Plus, the people in Kentucky, man, I mean, I can see why people love that state. You know, the people live there. I mean, it's just... People are so nice, and um, you know it's just it's you forget how beautiful that you know the, just like the horse farms are out there, and just it's just it's 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 awesome. Now are they uh, are they mask crazy there? Well, that's the, that's kind of the funny thing, man. I mean, uh, I thought that Kentucky was going to be one of those states where it's like they're going to be like fuck this, we don't give a shit about that yeah, crap, yeah, yeah. we're over it. But I will say. 
and I'm not going to name any names, but there were some places there that I had to show a vaccine card for the very first time. What the fuck? Okay. And it wasn't everywhere, but it was someplace. And, you know, like I said, if, if you're a um, private business, and that's that's your choice to do that. You know, so I, I don't, if that, you know, if you're doing that secure business, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with that, you know, because just, just as they have, you know, the choice to want to do that, you know, I have the choice to say, all right, fucking, I'm not going to go in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, but so I, I respect that. If that's what they want to do. You know, that's their right. Just like it's, you know, everybody's right not to get the vaccine if they don't want to. Yeah. I'm just spoiled. But, uh, I'm spoiled here in Bama because we don't like, it's almost like it's not going on here. You know, like, I well, mean, there, there are people like the, like, like the workers in a restaurant or something, they'll still be wearing them, but some of them will have it below the nose and like, they're kind of just doing it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's definitely not like, wait, there's no vaccine card shit here. So it's, it's weird. I didn't think if, if you had asked me like for money to guess if K- Kentucky would be like that, the way I perceive and the way you probably perceive Kentucky, I would say, no, I would say, no, they're probably chill and relax and like, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like Florida well, was, or something I mean, like for the most part, it was pretty chill and relaxed, but there were certain places, like for instance, we most places it was like everywhere else, like uh, you know, a mask is recommended, but that doesn't mean you had to wear it. Right, right. You know? well, yeah, uh, keyword recommended. Yeah. Right. So, of course, when I see recommended, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm not wearing that shit." Yeah. I'm like, I'm like and um, you know, because you get tired of wearing the face diaper. You know what I mean? And um, uh, it's it was it was a great time. Like I say, great people. A great group of people we were with. I mean, there was about, you know, there was about 12 of us in the house and, um, you know, had a great time and, uh, yeah, it was, it was good. And now uh, how, I, how many I rooms were in this house? Like how, many, how many bedrooms were in this house? This must've been a huge house. There's 12 of you there. No, there was, there was, yeah, there was, a there Six was bedrooms, a, uh, something like that, five, six. Yeah, there was pretty much almost a bedroom for like because most of the people that came there were couples. Okay. Except there were a couple of people that came that their significant other, you know, they weren't able to come due to you know personal reasons or you know childcare or, or whatnot. But yeah. I mean, so there was pretty much a bedroom for every couple, you know, except there were a couple of rooms that had two like queen size beds in the room. I mean, this place was just it was massive. You know, and it had like two kitchens. Jesus. And uh, like a. You know, two tiered deck that were both both levels were huge. Wow! And um, it was just, and it was literally like if you walked out the back deck, I mean, you probably twenty feet, and you were at the river. You were on the water. Oh wow! That's how close you were to the water. Yeah. Yeah. About thirty feet. And um. Did you see any gators? Not in Kentucky, bro. I don't know. Go up that far, right? Come on, man! You're from Alabama. You should know about gators. We have, we have gators in Alabama. We have gators up here in northern Alabama. I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. man. In Alabama, you should know about gators. That's man, what I'm saying. That I don't want, and I don't want to know about them like near my house. <laughs> yeah, but you you live off a lake, which you know you got at least one gator in there. Yeah, I, I, I live off. A, it's a reservoir. It's a man-made reservoir. It's, it's I don't a, care, man. It's a body of water that yeah. you down south far enough to where gators gonna find that shit. It's kind of like in in Florida. I mean, I guess you know, the gold the golden rule the golden rule rule in Florida is that you know any body of water within that state, any especially fresh body of water within that state, inland, you know, close to the coast, wherever, you can count on there being at least one gator in there. 
Yeah, can you, like that's what blows my mind. Like you watch all these shows, um, like you know, because I watch obviously I'm a realtor, so I watch a lot of uh real estate shows, and, and you'll see all the you know different like buy this house, whatever, all these different shows, and uh, you'll see them when they're down in Florida, and they'll show these like beautiful houses, and they have these like beautiful like lanais, and they're all uh, you know it's all that covered pool thing, and it's like all they have the backyard, and it backs up to the lake or the canal or whatever, depending on where they are in the in the state, and uh, and I'm like, yeah, but that's cool. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you could put a boat there, I guess that'd be kind of cool. Like you have one of those things you can get in your boat and then like walk right off your dock into your boat and then go go up the canal to wherever you want to go. That's cool. But otherwise, like like the people that have like jet skis and all that other stuff, I'm not. Would you get in a jet ski in a canal that you know probably has a gator in it? Well, that's what I've always like. Would you? I, I mean, I, seriously, I, would you do that? Like, cause you 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 get on a jet ski when you first no. get on a jet ski, they're not stable. They're not super. I mean, they're sort of stable, but they're not that stable. When you're running them, they're fine. You know. But and when you're on them already, they're balanced good. But when you're first getting on that thing and that gator's just sitting there because they're ambush predator, no, fuck that. Well, not only that, but like aside from the jet ski, just the people that are water skiing behind the boat, you know, or tubing in some of those like lakes in Florida. Yeah, because like, yeah, if you go oh, water skiing and you're tubing, you know what happens every time. Yeah. Every single time that, that ride ends with you falling off. Yeah. That that's how that ride ends. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we have the Tennessee River here, that's our big river here. And um and there, there have been reported sightings in there of stuff like that. Um, we go kayaking in there, and um, it crosses your mind that there could be a gator somewhere. I've never seen one um, where we are, but uh, yeah, that'd be terrifying. I couldn't imagine like seeing a gator next to you or something, you know. And you're on a kayak, you know, <laughs> you're on a you're on a floating piece of plastic. <laughs> so I don't know. But, oh, I hear that. Yeah, I, that's why I don't get the like the people in Florida. They like. You know, they some of them show like they'll have like, like they'll be on the canal side or whatever, and they'll have like the the slide that goes into the, you know the, for kids that goes into the canal. You know, I'm talking about they'll have that set up near their dock or whatever there, and I'm like, who who who's doing that? I mean, I'm more more proud of those people. I don't know how they do that. I'd be scared out of my mind. So. I don't I don't like things like that. that have I, you that seen Have you see. seen any gators? Have you seen any gators since you've been in Alabama? No, no. No, no, no. I've heard about them. I've heard about them in different places I have been. Like I said, like in the Tennessee River where I've been at, like, uh, like the landing and marina places I've been at. I've heard about them there, but I have not physically seen them. So, and, and for the most part, like anything else in the world, for the most part, those kind of animals do not want to be part of you. You know what I mean? They don't want to be anywhere near you. You know what I mean? Like we have, a, we have the Flint River here, which is like a smaller river that, that feeds off of the Tennessee River and or feeds into it. I don't remember which way it goes. But um, that river sometimes has them too. That's more of like like that's not deep at all. You know what I mean? It's like you, you kind of like, um, you, you could like float the river on a kayak. You know what I mean? A lot of people do that. They'll get on, they'll put in it someplace and have a thing and they get out, you know, miles down the road or down the river. You can just float it, uh, pretty much the whole time. Maybe it's like a foot deep or two feet deep or something like that, but there'll be gators in there sometimes, but I've never heard of any traumatic stories because most of those gators don't want to be near a person. You know what I mean? But yeah, but it's just that you just get that one where you're just like, fuck that. No, no, no. It's like that's like the ocean for me. Like I don't like I, I don't mind be I don't mind the ocean except uh but when it gets like I don't mind like going off the shore a little bit, that's fine. That doesn't really scare me that much. But when you get out in those deep waters and stuff like that, no. No. You know, you're not the you're not the first person I've heard because you know, I grew up um just being a, a water person, you know, especially in the ocean, you know, growing up, you know, surfing and um uh, I I get what people are talking about when they're, they have that type of fear. But I think for me, 
over the years, I, uh, you know, like say for instance, when I'm say when I'm in Hawaii, um, you know, especially on the, on the South shore, you know, when it's not in the winter season and the waves are better on the South side of Oahu, um, you know, you're, you're some of these spots, you're going to be, you're going to paddle out to an outer reef. that's maybe two, sometimes three football fields out. See, that's you know, to where, to where when you get out there, it's like, there's nowhere to go, you know? So you just, you, you learn to just kind of, you know, accept your surroundings and you accept the fact that this is their home, not yours. And you just kind of, you kind of make peace with it. I know it sounds you know, like, are you fucking kidding me? No, it's, it's the truth. It's one of those things where you just, you just accept it and you just go with it. And you just, before you know it, you just kind of, you're aware of your surroundings, but at the same time you've made peace and you don't really think about it as much. Yeah, if see, that makes sense. I get like, when you watch those videos on like the discovery channel or whatever, where they'll show like the, the shark coming up from underneath. Well, they, I mean, I guess, I guess technically they always come up from underneath, but the ones well, great whites, especially. Yeah. Well, you can't see them till like, you have like a, like they'll show them like getting a seal or whatever. And it comes up right. and, you, and you have like that half a second to like, all of a sudden you're like looking down, they show the shot like overhead and you're looking down at right. the water and it's like just water. And then all of a sudden you see this, like they, they do, you know, freeze frame, like slow frame or whatever. And all of a sudden you see this like kind of white blob and you're like, what the hell? And then all of a sudden you see it. And then all of a sudden you see the mouth, but you see, but still underwater, but you can like see it opening up and then you, right. and you know, they're slowing it down. So you have like a second, those seals have like a second to be like, what the fuck? You know, like, well, that's the thing about, uh, about especially great whites is, um, if since they are like ambushed predators, you know, they'll, they'll start out, especially in deep water, they'll start out. Well, a lot of times they'll start out deep and they'll shoot straight up. Yeah. And basically like when you see, um, especially, when you see a lot of great whites will breach the water, you know, kind of like a, like a killer whale. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. They're, they're literally launching from a deeper, you know, from a, from a, from deeper water and basically just ambush their prey. And then they're, you know, a lot of times they'll shoot out of the water. Although just like, you know, just, I just can't imagine getting blasted with that much force from, you know, an animal that size. Yeah. The, the, a, a bus, it's just basically the size of a bus and it's like just all muscle, you know? Right. But I mean, especially when it comes to the, the larger sharks, I mean, we're not part of their food chain. So a lot of these injuries, a lot of them are test bites. Like, and when you get a test bite from like a, well, that, a great that, white, that feels that, I mean, that's, that's going to, that's going to, that's going to take something off of you a lot of times, you know, it's going to be most likely well, not in all cases, but you know, it's going to be pretty serious, if not lethal, because I mean, especially when you've got these massive great whites that are just, you know, the size of freaking small Volkswagens, yeah. you know, or large or, or, or SUVs, you know, I mean, some of these, these, you know, these, these great whites are huge, but, um, but no, I mean, we're not part of their food chain. And, you know, so a lot of these, when you have a lot of these tags, a lot of them are, are test bites. And then when they realize that, you no, know, we don't like you, they let go. But depending on the size of the shark or how the you know the type of attack that it is or test bite that it is i mean it can be pretty pretty serious yeah aside from my like non-balancing ass to be able to like do um like um surfing or whatever i don't think i could go out in the middle of the like when you go to the beach you know any you go to like even like cheesy beaches or whatever and i'm not talking about hawaii or something like that but you go to like little dinky beaches you know you always have the people like in the little sand area and then there you go out a little bit in the water and you have people go a little bit further out to do like tubing or, or boogie boarding or not tubing um like yeah like boogie boarding that kind of stuff 
and then you right, have, and on, then you have people on. go way out there that are doing the surfing if if it's that kind of place where you have enough waves to do that that's far hold out on, there dude yeah i gotta correct you on something okay it's not called boogie boarding it's called body boarding Whatever. get that shit right whatever whatever bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah like no i remember like we were we were on a um i guess nowadays with the fucking stupid virus shit i think it was like two years ago or even three years ago we were on a cruise and we went um we went snorkeling it's like one of the excursions we did whatever um right where were we at i'm trying to remember it was it was in the u.s virgin island somewhere in that area i don't remember what island we were at off the top of my head i don't remember but um we were going along and and you had in the you know you're snorkeling and of course they have all this like um coral and stuff in this area where you were snorkeling and and it's like i don't know maybe maybe three feet deep okay it's clear water obviously it's caribbean so it's all crystal clear water and, and right. it's like bath water in there and you're going around and you can you know put your face in of course you can see all the coral and, and they tell you not to touch the coral obviously because you, you can disturb it and stuff like that so so you're going wrong and you're floating you know so sometimes the coral comes up so you might have like a foot or two feet between you and the coral because of coming up some um right and then there was an area you could snorkel in whatever and that was cool and then there was a part where you went off like you went to the side a little bit and i guess in real life there was a cliff there and it was like, you know, it's clear bath water looking stuff, you know, and you're like, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And then you go over here and you're kind of float. You're, you're floating, obviously, but you, you're swimming, floating, whatever. And you're like right. floating out there. And also you look down and you're like, whoa, like you can't see the bottom because usually in Caribbean, you can see down like 20, 30 feet on a, on a good right. calm sea day. You can see down like when they have like the wrecks and stuff, you can snorkel around like shipwrecks. You can you can see the whole thing, you know. You just look down, or you know, different things like that. But this one, you couldn't see shit. It was dark as shit, and it was like so terrifying because I was like, "Okay, I'm just gonna come back over here." <laughs> well, now, now, why was it terrifying to you? Just because you couldn't see? Because you bottom. can't see the bottom. Well, I don't care if I can see the bottom, but I I can't see. I mean, it was dark. It was black. Like even though it was daytime, right. it looked dark and black down there. You you can't see anything. If it, like if a shark were to come out of there, you would. There's no way you're not moving fast enough. You know. Like you can't, you couldn't see down six feet or whatever. It was just darkness down there. Now I don't well, know how deep. I don't know how deep it was. It could have only been like thirty feet deep. I mean, who knows? But and probably I'm guessing wherever they're doing these excursions where they do snorkeling are probably not places where sharks normally go. That'd be my guess. You know that that's what kept me sane at least during it. <laughs> but like, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Like for me anyway, like um, being able to see through the water, you know, sometimes I'd rather be in water where I can't really see the bottom or I can't, it's not that clear because then you're not really focused on every little shadow that goes by, you know, cause or something underneath that you, you saw the corner of your eye, you know, or whatnot. It's just, it, well, like I said before, for me anyways, it's just, uh, it's just about, you just make peace with the fact of where you are. And that's just, you just accept it. If you're going to, if you're going to go out and in, in, in water, you know, or, or far out in the ocean. You just, yeah. you just I tried. And, to, you know, I tried and, to be happy and think that since there's, you know, on a cruise uh, tour or whatever like that excursion, you know, they have, I don't know, we'll say 30, 40 people on the boat, you know? So you figure there's that many people in the water. I just figure that much commotion, they're not going to want to come near that. You know, that. That's how I, and, and I take in the fact that, like, they, like I said, they probably wouldn't, they're not going to be like, oh, this is a high area of like great whites. We're going to throw you out there to snorkel. Like that probably isn't what they're doing, you know? Because <laughs> they wouldn't be in well, business. Man, I- I uh, I had no idea until like probably the recently the past maybe five years I had no idea how many people were afraid of going out 
in the ocean. Like, for instance, because I, I, I guess maybe it's the way I grew up, just really not thinking about it or not really having that fear about it or having, having the fear maybe and not really just paying attention to it. But I hear countless people, people that I know that I, that I never expected would be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going out there, man. There's sharks out there. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like five feet of water out here. So I'll fuck it. I'm not doing that. And I never knew. And I never knew how many people thought that way. It's terrifying. You know, it, uh, I mean, it's, for a lot of people, it's terrifying. I'll, I'll go out. Like I said, I'll go out in the water at a beach. I'll go out to the, you know, bodyboarding or boogie boarding line where you can get the little waves coming in. I'll go that far. I don't have a problem with that. Maybe chest high-ish somewhere in there. You know, I'll do that. But, and obviously a lot of beaches, you know, that aren't obviously in the Caribbean, the water is not clear, you know. Um, so you, you, you can't really see, but I'm okay with that because I'm, you know, whatever. But uh, that, that's about as far as I go. But as far as like, the surfers going out there, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's also, there's also bodyboarders out going out to the same outer reach that the surfers are. Okay, uh, okay you know, let, me, let me clarify. That's not how far I'm going out. <laughs> I'm going out to where like the little waves are coming in and you can ride them to the shore. That's it. Like nothing exciting, you know, like that. Not, not... My mentality is though, I would, depending on the spot, I would be more fearful on the size of the wave on a particular reef that it's breaking because of the danger factor than I would be to sharks. Okay. Explain. That's just me. Explain. Yeah. You know, what's that? Explain. What well, saying. for instance, if you're, if you're paddling out, say you're paddling out to an outer reef, like say, you know, like say we'll use a, you know, just say any particular type of beach. Say there's a, a beach that has like a, an outer reef. You'll have like a closer reef to the shore, which has got, you know, a pretty good break. And then it'll have an outer reef that's farther okay. out. Okay. And you're paddling out say that outer reef's like, uh, I don't know, maybe 200 yards or more. And you paddle out there, you're getting out there. and um, like a good example for, for people who don't know what I'm talking about, like if you've ever seen the movie Castaway, um, when Tom Hanks is trying to leave the island and he built the raft and he's, he's, he's paddling out, he's paddling out to an outer reef where he, gets, he has to get beyond that massive break on that outer reef, you know, before he can get out into more open water to where he's safe. Um, that's kind of what I'm talking about, if that right. gives you a visual. Um, but for me, you know, like, depending on the size of the wave, because if you're going out to an outer reef and say the waves are, you know, 10, 15 plus, you know, feet, you know, I'm more concerned about, you know, the safety of, of paddling out to a certain break and how razor sharp that reef is and how shallow that reef is that it's breaking on. That's true. Okay, you know, yeah, I see what you're saying. Because somebody's like, if you're, if you're, you know, if you're depending, you know, if you're paddling out in a break where you've got, uh, you know, and then finding that channel where you've got that little bit of a clear space where you can paddle through and not just be hitting the waves head on and trying to duck dive underneath those waves. Um, you're just going to get hammered. Um, but, uh, you know, I'm more concerned about, like I said, the size of the wave and how shallow that reef is at that particular spot and how sharp it is. And, and more than I am about, sharks but that's just me yeah that's just <laughs> i mean the movie jaws fucked it up for everybody and then so did uh open water i don't know if you ever saw that movie the... oh yeah i saw that yeah the scuba divers get left there and you're like and then they, 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 they spoil alert but i guess not really because it's like a 20 year old movie but the end when they show them like looking down <laughs> in the water and there's nothing yeah. but all those sharks circling around in that area 
You're like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where they're they're out in the Great Barrier Reef, right off Australia, right? And they were I think so. Yeah, they for get some reason the, the the boat boat leads them. Yeah, they don't. They're not paying attention. They're not counting. They're not doing the head count. Right. Until and they don't realize till like the next day because then they go in. It's the end of the day, you know, for that company, and they come out right. the next morning and they're like, "Hey, I, we only have a we only have a you know ten bot ten air packs or whatever you know, and they're supposed to have twelve or something." Right. And like, wait a minute, we had, and then they finally figured out what happened, and they then cruise out there. But by then, you know, I mean, one one thing I I do do that I've I've gotten to a customer doing is um. Especially if I'm going out that far, I, I will have a knife, you know, clipped on me or, or you know, on part of my leash or, or whatnot, just if I, uh, like, tied up on my leash, the leash hooks onto the board, or on me, myself, to where I can get quick access to a knife if need be, you know, just for some added protection. <laughs> I mean, I've seen, I've seen those videos where they've had, like, I remember one I specifically saw, and I don't remember where it was, but it was a girl that got bit, and I think she lost her leg or her arm or something. I don't remember. Some, some, you know, did like the like investigation barks bites, and then it uh, took that when it did. Well, was that the uh, the young girl who she uh, she got her arm bitten off in Hawaii, and she was she was a she was an amateur surfer getting looking to go pro. Can't, they I think they made a movie about that, right? They did do a movie about that. I don't know if this was the same girl or not. I don't remember. If she was like a surfer, like amateur. When it happened, I know the movie you're talking about, and then she went on, and now she's like a big dog and all this stuff. Uh, yeah, um, that, 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 she, that girl's awesome. But no, this one I saw, and I don't think it was the same one, but this girl got bit. Something got bit on her. I don't remember what it was. But right. um, she was saying that they're at, and she survived, obviously, because they're interviewing her. And, um, and she was like, yeah, she's like, it just happened out of nowhere. And she goes, it feels like getting hit by a car. Yeah. You know, and she said, like, it literally, I was like, because I'm like, in the ocean, I don't like I said, I don't think she was surfing this one particular girl that I saw, but she was doing whatever she's doing in the ocean, and it just came up and nailed her, and then she's like, you know, you're kind of like, what the hell? And then, and I remember, and then in the video she was saying she looked down, or in the interview, whatever, she's saying she looked down and saw, you could see the shark on her, so I want to say it bit her leg, if I'm not mistaken, and she looked down and could see the shark, like, biting her leg, and she could see like the eyes roll back in the head or the little protective things go up or whatever when it, you know, when it goes in for the bite like that. And she could right. see like the rows of teeth, stuff like that. You know how sharks have that. And she saw it biting her and she was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, but, but also getting hit by a car at the same time kind of feeling. And, right. and, and they were asking her like, they were like, oh, did it hurt? Like when, when it bit your leg off or arm, whatever it was in the story, like, did it hurt? She's like, no, I didn't feel any of that. I felt the thump of the, the, getting hit by a Mack truck and then, and then, but as far as the, that, I didn't feel now some of that's obviously shock too, but, but some of it, they, she said it the, the teeth are so fucking sharp, you know, it's like just going there like butter, like with a scalpel, you know, just, you know, <laughs> and I was like, Holy fuck. Well, well, I came into, I had this one scare. It was probably, it was back in, in 2014. I was in, uh, I was in Hawaii and uh, was on the North Shore, and there was an unusually for the season. There, this was and it wasn't the winter season. It was and it was an unusually big swell that came in on the north side. You know, or not not as big as the winter season, but but it was it was it was it was it was fun. And um, it was me, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law's friend. We were out there, and um, you know, I just. 
you know, I just finished, you know, riding one wave and I was getting ready to paddle out and another set of waves was, was moving through and it was, you know, I was getting ready to duck dive, you know, underneath one wave, you know, you know, what duck dive is where you just kind yeah. of dive under yeah, to, underneath. To, get, yeah. to get behind. Right. And, um, as, as, as the, uh, the swells piling up and I'm getting ready to dive under, I see that big ass, big fish shadow right inside the swell. Nope. And, um, <laughs> and I'm like, Fuck me. So, and you know, where I, the particular break we were at, it was breaking, you know, closer to shore, you know, we weren't like, you know, two football fields out or whatever, you know, it wasn't like the South side, but uh, it was, it was, it was breaking fairly close to shore. So I'm like, uh, shit. So I just kind of turned around because I was, you know, I was still a good ways from, from the lineup, you know, so I just kind of turned around, just kind of paddled back in to take a break for a little bit. Yeah. And I walked up the beach and then Change I sat up on there. Yeah, I walk up and I kind of sat up, but there's like, you know, there was the way the sand was at this point, there was a little bit of a, a hump in the sand. So I was kind of sitting up on the hump and my, you know, of course I don't want to, and I just wanted to make sure see if I could see anything and I didn't want to cause a commotion and start, you know, you know, yelling for people to get out of the water or whatever. Cause that just, that can be, you know, a, uh, bad thing as well. So my, uh, my brother-in-law, and his friend were both sitting out in the lineup on the boards, and they're, they're looking at me on the, the beach and just raised their hands like, dude, what the, where the fuck do you go? And um, I waited a minute. I didn't see anything. And then I just jumped back in and paddled back out. And my brother-in-law was like, he's like, dude, where'd you go? I'm like, big fish, dude, big fish. He goes, I said, I didn't say anything because I just wanted to I, – I didn't want to, like, cause a scare, you know, for no reason. I said, but that's – you know, <laughs> I took a break for a minute. Yeah, yeah. You need, you need to reset yourself after that. I would too. I mean, who knows? Maybe it was a big fucking rock that was a shadow, but um, I don't know. Yeah, I I mean, would, there's it, no, it, there's no way in hell if that happened to me, I'd go back in that day. I mean, I might not go back in ever, but I definitely wouldn't be going right back out there in like twenty minute break or whatever. No, because that was a shark. A, that shark's not just going there and leaving. Like it's patrolling, it was, you know, or whatever. It's looking. It was, for it was about a ten minute. It was about a ten minute break, and um. You know, I just kind of sat there for a minute, just kind of gathered myself. And I, you know, I was, I was kind of just kind of, I was at a vantage point where I'm like looking to see if I could see anything, you know, any shadows, anything pop up the surface, whatnot. I didn't, didn't see, didn't see anything. So I'm like, fuck it, went back out and um, had a good rest of the day. Wow. Okay. But, uh, you're a better man than me. But it's just, you know, I, I never really, I guess, knew that there were so many people like i said before that there's so many people that had that same fear as as you do jay jason i mean it's you know, not it's I, not like I, I mean i'll go to the beach like i'm not scared to go to the beach but like if you no, i'm talking about if i went with you and you were like hey man walk. we're gonna go we're gonna go paddle out 200 yards and do like oh, you're gonna go do that well this wasn't this, <laughs> this particular break this wasn't that far out I mean, it was on it was on the north shore so it was like uh, how deep can you can you stand up out there where you were no. Okay, then no. Sure. And I'll just sure. clear that up for you right now. No. <laughs> even though you can't, you can't run. Unless, unless even though you I mean, can't run fast you, in water, I still feel more comfortable. Depending on, I can't remember. I can't remember what break we were at, but depending, we were at. Uh, depending on if you were going to, you know, possibly stand on a portion of the reef if it was that shallow underwater, yeah, you could possibly stand up on the reef, but um. Well, that's you, like, know, you got to watch out. We're talking about, you know, when it comes to reef breaks, I mean, when people think of waves, they think of, it's not, 
it's not like when you've got rocky bottom or you've got reef on the bottom. Yeah. It's so when when you fuck up or, or wipe out and the reef is that shallow under the water, I mean, you can you can hurt yourself pretty bad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not it's not like wiping out and getting thrown around on like a floor of sand. Yeah. It's like getting thrown around on like a bunch of rocks or a bunch of razor blades. Well, I've had that. I mean, we've all done that. I'm sure like, uh, like in Virginia, when I'd go to the beach when, you know, when I was a kid, especially you go out there and you're, you're doing the cool boogie boarding thing back then or whatever, or body surfing or whatever. And you're not right. going that far out, but then you're coming in and you're, you're, you're coming into the, to the, to the shore. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're riding those mm-hmm. waves all the way to the shore. And sometimes you would, you know, get blown around a big wave or whatever. And, and not the kind of waves you're talking about with surfing, but at, for that kind of situation, the bigger waves would come and they'd throw you either off the board or flip you around if you were body surfing, whatever, and you'd all of a sudden scrape on all the seashells and stuff that are down, you know, past that part. And so you get up and you're like, fuck, you know, you're bleeding all over the place. <laughs> so. No, there's just something about, and I don't mean to keep going off about this, there's just something about um, being out in nature, especially the ocean. And then also being able to ride it. There's just something, and you know, a lot of people talk about this and for people that haven't experienced it, there's just something spiritual about it when you, when you, when you do it. And that's a, that's a true thing. So whenever you hear people talk about, um, you know, well, surfing changed my life, man, or, you know, it's, it, it, there's, there's a spiritual aspect to it. man, And um, cause it's just something that, it's just, it'll change you. Yeah, I can respect you know, that. And once you do it, you'll be hooked forever. So, yeah. and I think that's a, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Well, let's, let's, uh, let's end with that as far as the surfing and stuff like that. And let's get into, um, I know you wanted to talk about some stuff going on with a particular, particular agency in the, in the country um, with the variant stuff that's going on. So you want to take it from there? No, you can start it off, bro. I know you got a lot to say. Well, I know. Well, obviously, like I said before, um, you know, it, it'll be funny to show that you know, as soon as this flu season goes away, this variant will die out. Of course, uh, in my opinion. Wait, wait a minute. Is it is it time for Bobby's rant? Is that what yeah, this is? Yeah. Well, are you are you doing the intro? Well, no, I was doing my whole thing of that, and then um, like you, <laughs> like we talked about earlier in pre-show, and I think we mentioned earlier in the show too. It was like, yeah, it is. It's very suspect too that the new variant comes out. We're all supposed to be scared and whatever, freaking out about that. But then the old variant, like no one has it anymore. No one talks about it anymore. Like it just it, so you know, use your own judgment there. We're not doctors, but uh, you know, kind of pay attention to that kind of stuff. Um, and those coincidences of like flu season variant stuff like that. Just pay attention to that. Um, and then well, make, make your own decisions. Yeah, like I will say, and um, I'm going to refer to this variant as the Ocron. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Optimus Prime. I, I just find it amazing how, uh, like you just said, Jason, how. Um, once a new variant comes out, it's like, does that extinguish all the other variants that were out? How come nobody's catching that variant anymore? Right. It's, it's a mystical thing. <laughs> right, 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 right. And then, I, and, then just, and then, like I said, just based off what I said, too, and what you know, we were talking about earlier, then flu season's going to end, in my prediction, that this one will go away. And so then they're going to have to come up with another one. And another one's going to have to come out. You know what I mean? And it just, it just becomes, it becomes like an old story that you don't want to watch anymore. It just gets old and boring. You know? One thing I will say, and like we talked about this in the pregame, one thing I will say is that I strongly urge if anybody has questions about the mRNA vaccines or that type of technology or anything having to do with this virus, 
or any variants having to do with this virus, this virus. And I know we've plugged him before, but he's one of the only podcasters who has given really a full interview who happens to have the biggest podcast in the world. That's Joe Rogan. Yeah. By, by far the biggest podcast in the world. On, on just global. Yeah. I mean, but, by, but, but like, like the numbers between him and number two are like ridiculous. Right. Well, and the thing, and the thing is wild too. I didn't mean to interrupt you. The thing is wild is, is Joe Rogan is bigger than any mainstream media. But Joe Rogan he, is bigger than any mainstream media combined. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like you take all those, like, you know, MSNBC, CNN, Fox news, all this stuff. And you combine all their shit together into a pool of numbers. It doesn't even come close. It doesn't even touch what even anywhere in that vicinity, you know, that he's, right. that, that's what people don't understand how big that guy is. And, the, 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 and like we talked about the last time, the beautiful thing about that is, is he, uh, he started out just doing this with his friends. He was a comedian and he was successful in a lot of other areas, you know, whether it's Shout comedian, out to Fear UFC common air. Yeah. yeah. Fear factor, UFC, you know, um, and he just started out doing this with his friends, not really knowing what he's doing and just keeping it raw and real. And he stayed true to that. The only reason why he's got, you know, sophisticated, um, studio equipment now is because since he got so big, he didn't have a choice, but at the base, he's kept it exactly the way he started out. It's just, He's not, he looks at, he's, I'm not interviewing anybody. I'm just having a conversation. And well, well, and that's the thing too. To me, like, that's the way to go. Yeah. And he also doesn't, um, he doesn't shy away from talking to people who have a different opinion than he does on a, on a topic. So, cause right. that, that's how I, I feel too. And, and we've discussed this before, but, and, and like, same thing we've always said, like, if you don't agree with something we say on this show, email us. Um, obviously we'd love to hear your comments and feedback and stuff like that. Paramedics unscripted at gmail.com paramedics unscripted at gmail.com. Uh, but you can do that. And like, we'll talk to you about stuff if you want to talk about stuff, because I think the, the way to better our society as a whole is to hear both sides of an argument and then kind of see where we're similar in the middle somewhere. And then the other stuff we can kind of talk about, you know what I mean? And we don't have to fight. It doesn't have to be like violent or anything stupid like that. But you'll come to find out that a lot of people, it's kind of you have the same and then a couple off strings of ideas on either side. Right, and that's that something that, no, I agree with you. That's something that's been kind of lost because everything's gotten so tribal and polarized yeah. that it, it, you can't have a debate anymore without it getting taken too far. Yeah, you know? either it gets and, taken too far or it gets censored because you don't like what someone's saying, which, which just blows my mind too. Because if you don't like what someone's saying, then just don't listen to them. It's not and like, that podcasts aren't forced should, down your throat. Media is not media like, um, you know, a TV news show or whatever, right? Like on pick CNN or MSNBC or Fox News. None of those are forced out of your throat. You don't have to turn on that channel. So if you don't like that channel, for whatever reason, that's your right. And just fucking don't watch that channel, you know? Well, that, that also shows you how, as far as the scale of social media and how it basically is just shaping the perceptions of so many people from all the information that's on there and what you can and can't put on there. I mean, it just, it blows my mind how a lot of people out there don't have a problem with um, the amount of censorship that's going on, especially, and I will, especially on, uh, I'm not going to name any names right at this point, but on some of the social media that people are used to using every single day. Um, it's it, it, they're constantly monitoring themselves like we have on this podcast. You know, we have to say things a certain way or you're going to get flubbed. Yep. And it, 
I never thought, if you asked me this five years ago, that we would ever be worried about something like that. I mean, it, and, and, but it's been so, people are getting so conditioned now, where it's like, they don't, uh, it's a private company. They can do what they want. Yeah, I understand that. It's a private company. But I have rental property, and my renters still have rights. I just can't tell them that they have to do something, and that's what they have to do. Right. And you can't just you know, kick them out whenever you want to and stuff like that. They have rights there. Too. Correct. Yeah. You know, I, you know, and I, you know, or it just, it just blows my mind, dude. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't understand how the tech companies, like uh, any of the ones, and we're not going to name names, like you said, but like, it's kind of going to be their downfall to me, in my opinion, because I don't understand how you can, like, if I talk to people in my lifetime or my life, like today, I just go out and talk to people that just think like I do. That's the most boring conversation I've ever had in the, in the world, you know? Because I say right. something like, hey, Jay, you're right, man. Uh, yeah, what about, uh, yeah, Jay, you're right, man. Like, that's a boring conversation. I already know I'm right. It's my opinion, idiot. You know what I mean? So, of course, I think I'm right. You know what I mean? That's anybody who has an opinion, they think they're right. But I want to hear the other side of it and, like, try to look at things objectively. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, because, like we said, we don't always agree on things. We'll talk about something and you'll have, like, a little tweak of an opinion that's a little different over here or a little different over here. And I'm like, yeah, but why do you think, you know, and I might not still not agree with you afterwards, but at least I listened to your side and we didn't, we didn't fight it out or like, you know, ban you or whatever, you know? <laughs> well, there are, there are three podcasts that I mainly, li I mean, I listen to a lot, but there's three that I mainly listen to and I'm going to give them a plug right now because I think that they are the most honest. They, they, they are the most, it, it's basically, it's like, doesn't matter what it is. They're just going to put forth the facts. You know, I mean, yeah, definitely they'll give your opinion, but they're not going to be so completely biased like some of these, you know, whether it's mainstream media networks or other podcasts or whatnot. The three podcasts that I listen to on a regular basis is Joe Rogan, Tim Cast, and, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, David uh, Nino Rodriguez. Or Nino's Corner. Um, they are by far, in my opinion, the most honest. And like, for instance, how I just referred to, yeah, I have rental property and my renters still have rights, even though, you know, my management of these rental, that's, that's a personal business. Just because it's a personal business doesn't mean that I have the right to tell my tenants what, you know, absolutely everything that they have to do. You know, and that's absolutely true. But the first podcast I heard that mentioned was on Timcast. I'm like, you know what? That is genius because that's totally true. Because just because any of these social media platforms are a private business doesn't mean that they have the right to completely dictate what you can and can't say. Well, it defeats our, I, the whole purpose of social media, in my opinion, was to um, – get everybody talking, you know, like now, now you don't just have to talk to your people in your city, your town, your school, whatever. You can now talk to people all over the world. That was part of the beauty of the internet to begin with. You know what I mean? Like now, now everybody can talk to everybody and everybody can, you know, it's more open dialogue and stuff like that. But now they've turned it to where it's not. Now it's like, Oh, did you say you don't like this person or you want to nominate, you know, you're for this, this uh, politician or whatever out oh, censored. And that's the dumbest thing, you know, in my well, opinion. getting back to, Getting back to my original point about, I didn't mean to go off on the tangents, but about uh, Joe Rogan, is he had an interview with Dr. Robert Malone. So Dr. Robert Malone is the pioneer of the mRNA 
Check. He's the inventor, or one of the main inventors. And he, because he's, you know, and he is probably m one of the most qualified people to talk about whether it's this type of, you know, you know, technology as far as mRNA or vaccines, probably than anybody. He's one of the top people. So why people aren't listening to him more instead of Dr. Fauci, I have no idea because Dr. Malone probably knows more about this than most people in the world, and especially being one of the inventors of the technology. Um, and he, because he's been speaking his truth and basically just putting the honest truth out there, he was kicked off of Twitter, you know, and, um, it's, it's absolutely ridiculous. And he's being basically kind of shunned as a pariah because he's basically saying, speaking up and saying, no, that's not true. And no, that that this isn't true over here. This isn't true about what they're saying over here. He's just giving me the honesty of it and basically just holding, you know, just putting the honesty out there and holding people accountable and he's getting shunned for it. Yeah. People don't like that. <laughs> I mean, I can't quote him on everything, but I mean, my point is Joe Rogan has an interview. I, and I, I'm not going to lie. I purposely posted it on Facebook just to see if Facebook would kick me off, but, um, <laughs> they didn't, but, um, yet, but, but, um, Watch that particular episode. I can't remember which number it is of the Joe Rogan podcast, and he does a three-hour interview with um, um, Dr. Robert Malone, and he breaks everything down scientifically. You know, I mean, yeah, sure, just like anybody, he gives you know some of his opinion, but he's a, he's also he's a he's an MD that holds you know. He's an expert in many fields, and especially in um, vaccines and that type of tech. So I definitely recommend it. Yeah, I think that's a good thing. To, to, that way you can see that side of the, the opinion, you know what I mean? Right. Because that's, that's how like, you more educated. Like I said, and, um, as far as I can't remember all the details about uh, why I think he was kicked off of Twitter because, like I said, he was giving his honest opinion or he was – you know, uh, questioning something that some one of these or some of these other experts had put out there. Um, but he, yeah, quote he just, unquote he's experts. A, right, he's an honest guy that is just like, basically, he wants the public, look, people need to know facts about this stuff, not bullshit. Yeah. I mean, come on, we've had, we had a, we have a president that was kicked off Twitter. Like, you know, like that should show you a lot about why are you kicking anybody off? That's what I don't understand. Well, that's why, I mean, um, and this is, this is my opinion, and I don't care what side of the fence you're sitting on, but I think as far as the social, social media platform stage, I think it's going to change significantly here probably within the next six months because, one, a lot of people are getting rid of Twitter and going to Getter. Um, and then plus uh, the new social media platform, I think within the next couple of months, supposed to drop called Truth Social, which is, I think, going to make a huge impact as far as uh, social media and social media platforms. It'll be interesting. I, I've, I haven't personally I haven't heard of those two yet, but um, but it wouldn't surprise me that something's going to try to fill that void because, you know, 
Twitter, like again, you're you're just you're you're getting to the point now where if you're on Twitter, you're just with people who have are like minded like you, and that becomes not really a productive conversation anymore. No, and, and like we said, I mean, I miss the times because I have so many friends, and we all have differences of opinion. That doesn't mean that you know we're all wrong. It just means we have a difference of opinion, and we we view things differently, and we have just different points of view. And I think that that's what makes people fucking great is I don't want everybody to think like me. You know, I mean, how boring would that be? I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But the whole thing is we should be able to have a debate and still be able to have a dialogue and not have it get so ridiculously out of hand where people are just literally going nuts. Yeah, screaming at each other. Yeah. Yeah, because once you get to that point, you're not listening anymore anyway, so it's kind of like, okay, we're done. Or, yeah, like you said, a big thing where people have a difference of opinion than an official narrative, and they get they get shut down, or they get shadow banned, or they, you know, they just, you know, they just, they get basically just shut up. And you're being, yeah, and you're and you're having that done to you by someone who is most likely, obviously, of the opposite opinion of yours. You know, so if you're A, they're B, and they're shutting you down because you're not saying B. Right. That doesn't make any sense. Like, cause maybe you're, you, you know, you might be right, you know, but it's like that old saying, there's three sides to every story. You know, there's what he said, what she said, and then there's the truth somewhere there in the middle, you know? Right. So you can't just think what your way is the right way or my way is the right way or whatever. You know, you have to look at the whole thing. That's all. That's all I look at it anyway. But yeah, definitely check out, you know, Dr. Robert Malone. You know, he's the best interview I've seen so far is the three hour interview with him and, um, Rogan and Joe Rogan. Um, and he is just a, a wealth of knowledge. He's just a down earth, sounds like a really chill dude. And, uh, he makes sense. You know, he's the one person I've listened to. He, and this is the inventor of the MRNA tech. He makes freaking sense. Yeah. And he's and, and Rogan shows like the one show they can't really censor too much because he's so big. Like you said. Well, and plus, yeah. He's bigger than all those, the, the networks combined, you know? Well, I mean, even, uh, yeah. And, uh, like, it, it's just, uh, it's just crazy how things have gotten. You know, it's just crazy how you, you, I never thought in a million years, like I said before, I never thought in a million years we'd be sitting here having a conversation, you know, having to use code words, you know. <laughs> Code words because in fear of getting, you know, tapped yeah, and censored. I mean, if that doesn't scare people, I mean, are, are, are they that conditioned? Well, also, like you yeah. said, going to going to places, like you said, when you were on your trip in Kentucky and having to show a passport, vaccine passport. Yeah, fuck off. Oh, and that, that was like, I, like I said, I, I never thought in a million years I would. It's it's bullshit for this reason. Look, yeah. whatever whatever side of the fence you're on with all the stuff, that's your business, and we're not doctors, and we're not here to change your opinion. We're just here to give our opinion because it's our fucking show, and, and if you like it, great. If you don't, that's cool. But And we'll talk yeah. to anybody about anything. But here's the thing. You can't tell me that you have to have you know a vaccine to go into whatever restaurant you're talking about or whatever store you're talking about, right? But everybody in every town USA can go into their grocery store and not wear a fucking mask and just walk in there and walk around or have their, if they do have to wear a mask, half of them have it below their nose and all this other stuff. It doesn't make any sense. It, it's not the, the, the virus, any virus. Okay. Not just this virus we're talking about, but any virus in the world doesn't give a fuck. If you're sitting down eating, 
you're getting up to go to the bathroom, you're walking through a supermarket because you have to get some must-needed stuff. You know, you have to get baby formula or you have to get bread and water or bread and milk, I should say, because of the storm coming or something. The vi a virus doesn't care. A virus would attack everybody equally. So this nonsense of like, oh, at this restaurant, you have to do this. And here, you have to do this. The great store, you don't have to do shit. Um, you know, at Walmart stays open during all this nonsense because whatever. Like, this is all, come on. It, it just gets old. I think we're all kind of done with it at this point. I think most people, even the people that are pro that side, I think some of them are even starting to realize that like, oh, okay, this is getting a little out of control. You know, Let, let's get well, back to a little also... bit of reality. Like if you're going to get sick, you're going to get sick. Just like, just like the flu every year before all this nonsense started. If you're going to get the flu. You're going to get the flu. Could you die from the flu? Yeah, I sure could. Is it, you know, depending on your age bracket, is it likely? Yeah, probably not. My age bracket, is it going to happen? Probably not. Could it? Sure. You know, but I'm not going to change I, my I lifestyle based afraid, on that. I am more afraid of the flu than I would be of the Rona. Right, right, right. That's what I'm saying. And so, come on, people. Yeah. At some point, like, I know we're never probably in this country. This is just Jason speaking. But in this country, although I hope so, we'll probably never get back to what we considered the old normal. Okay, but we need to start turning this ship around, you know? Because it's affecting well, everybody's livelihood, it's affecting businesses, it's affecting families. There are businesses that went out of business, like mom and pop businesses that went out of business that not only hurt that that particular family that owns the fucking whatever, right? Because now they don't own that business anymore, but they've also fucked up their future family wealth. Because that business may have been passed down for generation to generation to generation of just security, basically, you know, like an like a retirement account, basically. That you always have that in the background for you and your family and your well-being and stuff like that, you know? Now that's all gone in one fell swoop. Bullshit. A lot of people, and I'm not saying everybody, because there's, there's plenty of people out there that think like me or think like us. But I just can't get over. People don't question anything anymore. They just do it because they were told to do it. Yeah. And that drives me absolutely insane i'm like so if someone told you to drink fucking gasoline because it would help your freaking sinuses are you gonna do it or are you gonna question it first because it doesn't make any fucking sense you know and it it, it <laughs> it's well yeah it's like it's like you know, it makes about as much sense it's like it's like it's you know quoting the the the, the great uh zach de la rocha you know the rage against machine song freedom you know that's what they talk about that song you know they talk right. about it and they don't talk about the virus, obviously, in that song, but they're talking about that, like, you know, always doing what people tell you. And then at the end, he's like, fuck you, I'm not going to do what you tell me. You know, it's the same kind of thing. Like, are you, are you, are you your fucking own person? Or are you a fucking lemming? You know, that those stupid animals that just run off the cliff together, you know, just like, oh, he fell off the cliff. I'm going to go too. you know, those fucking idiots, you know? So, and that, sorry, I'm going on a little rant there, but that pissed me off because we had people like that in my department that were like that where I worked, where you're just like, you are a fucking ass clown. Like, do you just follow the guy? Like, Jesus Christ, why don't you just go suck his cock? Fucking Christ. You well, know? It's kind of like when we were kids. When we were kids, and, uh, you know, when kids are, you know, really, you know, you start feeling like that peer pressure when you're, when you're a kid. And, you know, a lot of parents would be like, well, just because one of your friends told you to do it or said it was okay, does that mean you should do it? And I remember my parents used to say, well, if your buddy told you to go jump in the lake, would you do it? Yeah, jump off a bridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. it's like no. It's like you need to think about these things. Yeah, and yeah. think for just, yourself. Just man. because, just because the government is telling you to do something, doesn't mean that it's right. You know, and uh, 
especially when you've got a jab that one doesn't really have any definition of a vax to me because it doesn't stop you from getting it it doesn't prevent you from spreading it but then of course the bullshit that they give you is well you just won't get it as bad that's not proven right i see it all the time in my line of work which i think everybody that's listening knows what that is um I don't know how many – and I deal with these patients all the freaking time. And a majority of them that are getting COVID now were vaxxed a long time – were vaxxed in the beginning. Right. And they've had it two more times. Right. You know, and it's – it's. I just feel like – I think one thing that I, I heard last night, because I was on shift yesterday and got off this morning, but when I was in a uh, – taking my patient to one of the local ERs and, you know, was, you know, dropping my patient off, finishing my report. I heard a doctor in one of the cubicles behind where I was finishing my report and he walks in and he said it just like this. And I thought this was a beautiful statement. He didn't ask, have you had COVID? He asked, have you had COVID yet? And I thought, right, right, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, everybody's going to get it. Yep. You know, so, People just need to question and ask these questions. If you got the fucking jab, yeah. why are you still afraid if you believe in it? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we're already okay. How many how many damn boosters are you gonna have to get before you start to understand that? Yeah. You know, if if they're they keep telling you to get these. But it's not preventing you from getting it. It's not preventing you from spreading it. Then why the fuck are you getting it? Yep. That completely, you know, is goes against anything I've ever been taught about a vaccine. Yeah. You know, and and for them to not even want to talk about natural immunity, that should wait, raise red flags right there. Yeah. That's what I say. You know? That's what I say with everything, man. Follow the fucking money. Follow the money, you know. Damn, Jason, why do we keep going down this round? I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm sorry, man, yeah. but it just, it irritates me. And you talked about it earlier. Because once I get going, man, I don't, once I get going, man, I'm not going to well, stop. Well, let's that's, let's that's uh, let's fault. change topics and let's go into something we want to talk about. This, you know, a little more. That although the virus is obviously EMS related, um, the famous yellow tubes that are in firehouses. Um, let's talk about those because those also are uh, obviously there for health reasons, and and we'll go into that a little bit. Um, and they are called Plymo vents. And um, right. for those people who don't know about them, Bobby, why don't you tell them what they are? The plume vents were put together, which I think they're pretty awesome. There's a uh, they're basically like huge hoses that seal onto the uh, the end of the exhaust pipe on any piece of apparatus you have in the bay, basically to suck out any carbon monoxide that's you know left over, or if you're starting the truck in the bay. You know, until you leave the bay, that carbon monoxide is being pumped out of that particular area. Correct me if I'm wrong, Jason. No, that's true. I mean, yeah, because yeah. people, you know, you you all have probably heard um, or different different ways of hearing it. Um, obviously, there's that known suicide you can do where you can, you know, close your garage door, sit in your car right. or your vehicle. You can run a tube from your exhaust into your window. You know put it in the window, seal the window the rest of the way as tight as it can be on that hose, but let the hose come in and you'll drift off, go to sleep. And, uh, and, and that's lights out for you. Um, same kind of idea. 
uh, like you went to start your car in your garage without the door open or soon after opening the door, you know, to let all that out. Same kind of idea because there are times in the fire service um, and different kind of things where you may want, you may need to run the vehicle for a little bit uh, and still be inside. Like it's freezing cold outside or it's pouring rain or something like that. And you may not want to pull it out and sit on the tarmac. So now with this invention, you can sit in the bay, run your vehicle. And like you said, that, that suction tube goes onto your end of your exhaust and then it makes an L shape and goes up through the ceiling and vents out through the roof of the building. Um, now you can do that, you know, and then when you're backing in the bay, same thing. Now the pain of the ass with these, which we'll get into, um, the pain of the ass of these is, uh, when you get out of the unit to back in the bay. Um, now we know in most fire departments, you're supposed to have a backer backing into a bay. I know in our department we were supposed to, that didn't happen very much, but, um, uh, you have to have someone get out. Now someone has to get out because if you're backing in the bay. You technically, it's on a track. So you, you can pull the, tr- the tube on, on the track all the way to the front of the bay if you're backing in like that way. And you set up the tube, put it on the pipe, pull the little switch, which then causes the suction to happen. Um, and then you can just drive the unit backwards and it'll just pull the, you know, it's on a track, so it'll just pull it down the track. And then all that exhaust, instead of going into the bay, which might, and uh, usually the bays are going to have a door that then leads into the house part of the firehouse. Um, so, right. so you don't want that stuff to track through your living areas, your kitchen or whatever is off that part there. Um, and so it's supposed to be a little bit safer and obviously get rid of that stuff in the firehouse. And in that way, if you need to work on the unit or something like that, and you have to have it running for some reason, or you're doing some sort of trading or something in the bay, you can have it running, have that hooked up. And there's no carbon monoxide going anywhere in the bay or firehouse and the doors can be shut if you want to. Right. And Jay, well, like Jason said, these tubes, these tubes aren't just hanging down. They are hanging down, but they're also connected to a runner, like a track. Yeah. Like he was talking about. So for instance, when, uh, whether it's a fire engine or an ambulance or a squad, whatever, when it's in the bay and that tube, like Jason said, is, is suctioned on the end of that tailpipe. Um, when that's broken is um, that piece, when let's say you're going to get ready to respond to a call, you, you, you turn on the engine and you're driving out of the bay, that, that hose is going to follow you until it hits the end of the track, which is then going to break that seal in the suction and just cause that to dislodge as you drive away. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little trigger on the track. Um, right. some, I don't know how many feet, but a few feet before the very end of the track. And it, and it, once it passes that trigger, it turns off the suction thing on the tube. Like you said, that holds, that's holding, uh, the air pressure that's holding it onto the exhaust pipe. So that deflates then causing it just to be some loose thing. And then it'll just pull it as you're pulling out the bay, it's pulling the thing off the pipe and driving off. And then also those sections will have, um, in that area where it connects, they'll have like a little pony section there. So that if for some reason, it doesn't deflate the thing instead of you ripping the plyma vent out of the ceiling, which is they're, they're roughly, I mean, they're, I don't know what they are now, but back in the day, they were like 10, 20 grand a piece per track. You know what I mean? So, so you're, that's a lot of money. Um, it, it'll, it'll just rip that part of the section off and it has like a part of this part of the tube that comes up and it's like a breakaway section. It can just break right. away. And then of course you can just reattach it or never. Ha- I never saw it happen with us. I never had that happen, but, um, but it could, it's a safety measure, you know? And of course, you could always also, if you need to ever, you can always go back there, hit the button. It'll desuction it yourself and then do that too if you wanted to do it that way too. And the goal with these Pluma Vent systems are to keep that air in the bay, especially since Jason said, like you said, you know, usually to the side of the bay is where you enter the living quarters of, of whatever station or firehouse that you're at. And it keeps the air in there as clean as possible, you know, and in the bay where 
you know, so no carbon monoxide will get, it will drift out. If it just stays in the bay, it will drift into the, you know, the living quarters of the station or whatnot. Yeah, because I mean, it's, these are big trucks, like Amos's fire trucks. Yeah. These are big it's trucks. A lot of diesel fumes, man. Yeah, you have a firehouse with like, you know, depending on how your house is set up, you might have, you know, four, three, four, five trucks, two, three, four, five trucks in there. And if they all went to like a big structure fire or some big wreck or a fly out or something like that, I mean, all these ambulances and fire trucks and, you know, ladder trucks, all stuff could all be coming back around the same time. And if they're all backing in at the same time, that's a lot of exhaust coming into that bay. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, the doors are open because you're backing in, common sense. But instead of trapping it there, all in there, once you close the doors, this is a way to alleviate that problem. Right. A lot of people, like Jason said, a lot of people, uh, they'll come to the stations or whatnot, or they'll see, or they'll maybe they'll watch like Chicago Fire or something like that on television. And um, they'll see the, because it's a really distinct yellow and black, you know, bumblebee colored looking hose system that they see, you know, especially when there's no, you say all oh, there's no trucks in the bay at all and they just see these hoses hanging like what are those for what is that and that that's exactly what they are yeah or if you yeah. if you watch the vehicles if the when you watch the vehicles leave the station if they're equipped with this system um you'll watch them leave and then of course they'll pull out and go run lights and sirens wherever they're going and then a lot of times you'll see those the plyme events kind of swinging a little bit because they just got released from the truck so they're kind of swinging and then they're moving up and down that track a little bit as momentum takes them back and forth for a little while until they stop moving so you'll see that too you'll see them leaving and as the bay door is going down because they're hitting the bay door to close, you know, you'll start seeing, you'll still see that thing in there kind of go. Right. So that's what those are. So we just thought we'd talk to people about that. Just give a little update. So if you're a local firehouse, you happen to see that in your area, you know what they are. Yeah. Cause there's actually a lot of people that have, have asked that question. Like, what are those? What is that for? And uh, that's, that's, that's exactly what they're for is to cut down on, you know, the carbon monoxide. Yeah, being released in the bay, which then can drift over into the living quarters of the station. Yeah, and a lot of stations, like I mean, like I said, they're pretty expensive. I, again, I, this is years ago when we put them in our system. Uh, when I was a volunteer at our volunteer house, we've had them put in. We were in a pretty rich department, and they were able to afford that. It, it, it's pretty pricey because, like I said, you have to put in one per apparatus. So it's not like you just right. put in one and that's it. You know, obviously the like people may not understand this, but depending how big your firehouse is and how big your bays are, um, where I was from, we had like five bays, five bays. And that right. means you could put, you could put fire truck, a fire truck behind a fire truck. So technically you could put 10 fire trucks in that bay. Okay. If you wanted to, that's not what we did, but you could put 10 fire trucks. So some bays will have where you only have a front door. So that means you, you pull out, you run life silence. When you come back, you back into that bay door. Okay. Some, if you're, if you're lucky enough to have like a big firehouse and a nice new firehouse stuff like that, they'll have the pull through bays, which are obviously safer because you don't have to have the accidents of people backing into things but you can just drive right through, you know? Right. And then some, some bays will have so much apparatus in there, they'll have the two doors, front and back doors, but then the units are back-to-back -back with each other so they can go out either the back door or the front door, depending on which apparatus you're going on to. So that's why it gets expensive, and that's why you have to have, like, for instance, if you have the Plyme event, usually your exhaust is going to be on your right-hand side, so you have all the exhaust tracks on the right-hand side, right? But now if you're putting vehicles behind you, and they're facing out back the other door. So now you're back to back with units. Well, that climb event track, you have to have another one installed on the right hand side. So to, you right. understand what I'm saying? You have to have one on each side, depending on which way you want to park the apparatus. So it could get pretty pricey in there. And that's why you don't see it all over the place, but you're starting to see them come around more and more as the health and safety concerns get higher and higher for um, fire and uh, medics and stuff like that in the system. Right. <clears throat> right on. Yeah, man. So I think we've uh, kind of tackled everything today. 
Um, again, uh, if you want to reach out to us, it's paramedicsunscripted at gmail.com. We'd love your comments, concerns. Uh, hit that like and subscribe button. Um, thanks for listening to another episode of Paramex Unscripted. And uh, with nothing else, you got anything else, Bobby? I'm good, bro. All right, man. Well, then we will see you next week on Paramedics Unscripted. Oh. <laughs> These guys are cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dumbass. <laughs>